The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Every believer on the planet ought to say today, I'm going to join up. We're going to link up with one another. We're going to link up with the Lord. We're going to hold on to Him. We're going to become a city, a city set on a hill. We're going to become more than a mighty army. We're going to become that light that radiates the potential greatness of our God. And it will not be hidden. The gates of hell shall no longer, no longer, no longer prevail. Next. You know, we closed out our uh, message yesterday with, with staff, and and I just started praying for people with a broken heart. I want you to know, I want God to heal your broken heart. I want God to heal your children in every way, spiritually. I want you to heal your relationships where they're broken. Father, do it. Let everyone watching me right now know that there's no man on this earth that can adequately describe fully how much you love the person listening to me right now and watching. In Jesus' name, listen to me. If you will hear his word, receive it. The power of his word can lift you up out of any circumstance, any pit. Listen, he can calm any storm, even when it's raging. He slept in the storm because of who he is. He was at peace. There was no storm that could shake his peace. Even dying, cut off from the Father, who says because of what is happening on the cross, the Father said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And he had to ask, Father, why have you forsaken me? I knew I was going to go through a lot of pain. I knew it was going to hurt real bad. I knew the weight of the sin of the world was going to really, really be heavy. I told you I'd like to see if there's another way, but obviously there's not. And I said, I, I will drink the cup. I will, I will be done. But I, why'd you forsake me? The weight of being cut off from that love, that power, that father, indescribable. Jesus did it for us that we never be cut off. So the Father that so loved you, he gave him. That he, the Father, could give you not only life in the Son and through the Son, but the life as a son, as a daughter, as his child. He wants to heal your broken heart. As I was talking 
in the last program and sharing with our staff family, I said, there's no question we're living in the last days because Paul was living in the last days. Paul wasn't just living in his last days. He has just been telling Timothy that certain things are going to happen in the last days. And I want, I want you to have a Bible close by and maybe something to write with now when you're watching life today. Because like right now, if you'll read 2 Timothy chapter 3, about the perilous times and the last days and how people are lovers of themselves and love money and they're boastful and they're arrogant and they're evildoers and they're disobedient to parents and ungrateful and unholy and unloving and irreconcilable. Almost sounds like I'm reading about Congress, doesn't it? <laughs> well, no, it also sounds like you're reading about a lot of church churches who, who are controlled by a sectarian spirit, just like a lot of people in Washington are controlled by a partisan spirit. If we're controlled by any spirit other than the spirit of God, we need to be delivered. I mean, I mean, just look at this list. Malicious gossips. Boy, that's, that's, that's the mass media. Without self-control. That means out of control. But it actually means under the control of a deceiving, deceptive, destructive, divisive spirit. A deadly spirit. An evil spirit. Satanic control. That's what it is. They're brutal. They're haters of good. See, we, we, we hate people who are good because we actually hate the only one that can make them good. They won't say that, but they hate God because they don't even like God's standard. That's why they, they scrap it. They throw it aside and, and change it into a lie. God didn't really mean what he said. He didn't create male and female. God, don't tell us here in America we're male or female. Matter of fact, we're going to have where people get arrested if they say ma'am or sir. Did you ever think we'd reach that point? Paul says last days, but it was already happening here. Last days haven't changed because it's somebody's last day every day. Quit getting caught up in the, you know, all the predictions. Jesus said it when he left. He said, it's not for you to know. You know, only one knows. And don't get caught up in it. Just do what I'm telling you. This is what you're going to see here in last days. Now, don't miss this. This is really good because you can be excited living the last days. Because God doesn't suddenly get dull. He's never defeated. He's not discouraged. He's not depressed. But all of this is going on. My goodness. They hold a form of godliness, although they've denied its power. Avoid such men as these. Look at verse 7. They're ever learning... Verse 7, but they come to the knowledge of the truth. See, if you go over to Romans 1, when you change the truth of God into a lie, you'll profess to be wise, but you prove to be fools. And just, just study that. By the way, I'm going I'm to talk to you soon about how I read that chapter one day on television, and I got kicked off television, the largest station and network in the South, over a very bad law. By the way, great laws will not control lawless hearts. Perfect laws won't. We got 10 perfect ones. Lawless hearts, discard them. Okay? Please know, because the law was bad, and it took away my freedom of speech and my right to preach, it hit me in two areas of that amendment. Religion and speech. And the people in Dallas and throughout America, but especially Dallas-Fort Worth, the, mid, the whole mid-cities too, we stood up and said, 
the fairness doctrine is not fair. It's not only not fair to the person speaking, it's not fair in regard to the people you give time to, and it is not fair to the broadcaster who is on pins and needles trying to decide whether or not this is fair. And then are we gonna have to give equal time to some other group that's mentioned? And did you know we stood, you know who, who stood? The people, the people stood. I'm thankful the president at that time stood too. We, we did stand together with the people, with we the people. We the people of the strength. We the church. We the people, the one who have the shoulders to carry us securely into the future. We carry the weight and responsibility of what must be done and what must be corrected. And we correct it with truth in love redemptively. We defeated the fairness doctrine. And by the way, this anti-God, anything rules mindset is trying to bring back that fairness doctrine so they can shut up everybody that believes this. It's a war against God. All right, now look what we do. Okay, Timothy, most scholars think that Timothy was being shaken like a lot of other Christians. And now remember, John is writing to the New Testament churches. They, they, they're in some pretty bad shape. They say they're rich and increase the goods and have need of nothing and know us not. You're wretched, miserable, poor, and blind and naked. That's not very good shape. And he said, I've got something against you. You've left your first love. That's not good at all. That's like leaving your wife or your husband, your children, your family. That's like leaving God. That's exactly what it was. New Testament church. So you see, last day's effect was already in effect. And some scholars believe that Timothy was shaking. That's why he was reminded to stir up the gift of God that was in him. And remember the things he'd been taught. And don't just carry the parchments. Don't just carry my letters. Let the word carry you. Let my letters bring life to you to the effect that it spreads life everywhere you go. It, it writes a gospel message in the heart of every person. Not with pen and ink, but in their hearts. Because your actions, his actions through you speak louder than any words, pen or writing. The written word becomes the living word. All right, now here's the instructions. Now listen, listen to me, everyone sitting here. Last day's reality. I told you, I'm definitely in the latter part of my life at 75. I'm not worried, I'm not afraid. I think I'm gonna be here a, a long time. I think I'm gonna be here long enough to see the church get dressed up in Jesus. I think I'm gonna be here long enough to see the next great awakening. And by the way, I'm watching miracles occur. See, what you don't know is that I took seriously this. I, I put this over here on a little separate sheet because I knew I needed to read this. I took real serious what he wrote in 1 Timothy. In the second chapter, verses 1 through 5, he said, Therefore I exhort, first of all, I exhort all of you. This is Paul. This is God that supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, everybody. You don't write them off because you don't like them. You don't write them off because they've been in an elected office. You don't write them off because they're the wrong party, wrong church, wrong denomination, wrong school, wrong place to get a degree. No, you give thanks for all men because nothing's impossible with God. For kings, and all in authority, 
That's for presidents, prime ministers, emperors, rulers, dictators, congressmen, representatives, senators, governors, councilmen, everybody, school board, everybody in authority, that we may lead a quiet, peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. And by the way, it won't be quiet and peaceable unless it's godly. Only godliness will produce that kind of peace. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for us all. There's only one way to real peace. There's only one way to real life, abundant life, meaningful life, fullness of life, fruitful life. There's only one way. It has a name. It's Jesus. Name above every name. King of kings, Lord of lords. For every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. Start confessing it now. And you enjoy the fullness and the radiance of that grace and glory flowing out of your life. You walk in the light as light. You expose the darkness. You illuminate the way to security and safety. All right? I've been doing that. I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm seeing my prayers answered. And I don't just pray for them to get their thinking straightened out or their party straightened out or their sectarian problems straightened out. I pray for them to walk straight toward the standard and never take their eyes off Jesus. Not looking to the right or the left. Just looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Holding on to him. He's holding on to us. Carrying us in the fullness of his glory and power. And in these last days, you will know exactly what to do. Here it is. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who should judge the living and the dead by his appearance in his kingdom. Preach the word. I'm going to preach it as long as I've got breath. I'm going to preach the word. You are too. You do it as witnesses. Every Christian in the New Testament was continually praising God and testifying of his life, grace, glory, freedom, and salvation. When that jailer got saved in Philippi, who seeing the prison doors thrown open by the power of God, wanted to kill himself with a broadsword. Boy, that's serious suicide when you ram a broadsword through yourself. And Paul said, don't hurt yourself. We're not going anywhere. You thought you had us in prison. We were free while we were in prison. And he was so afraid people would find out that these guys got out and he'd be tortured and killed. But he experienced such a freedom because he said, what must I do to be saved? And he had the kind of salvation God wants to pour out on everybody in America that's so powerful that this jailer that was afraid he was going to get caught for them getting out, he leads them down Main Street in front of the whole world, takes them to his house and serves them. And his whole household got saved. That's the kind of salvation God will bring about if we'll get serious about living in the last days by preaching the gospel, not in word only, but in deed. That's what the viewers of life today have been doing now for years. We don't just talk about the good news, we share the good news. We don't just talk about the love of God, we share the love of God. When I say we, it's not me and Betty and my staff and this group, it's all of you watching. You are the divine enablers. You're the ones that send the gospel, send the light, send the love, drill the water, give the cups of water, the wells of water, give food to the hungry. Do it to Jesus. You're the ones that set the captives free. Think what we could do. Listen, every believer on the planet ought to say today, I'm going to join up. We're going to link up with one another. We're going to link up with the Lord. We're going to hold on to him. We're going to become a city 
a city set on a hill. We're going to become more than a mighty army. We're going to become that light that radiates the potential greatness of our God. And it will not be hidden. The gates of hell shall no longer, no longer, no longer prevail. We will expose the evil. We will show the captives what freedom looks like. We will show them what love looks like. We will proclaim the gospel. We will preach the word, not just in words, but in deeds. Reprove, rebuke. I just did that calling you not to hide the light. I just did that saying, turn away from everything that distracts you from Jesus. Don't be held captive by a partisan view, a sectarian view, a theological discussion or dissent. Let iron sharpen iron. We don't sharpen like this. We sharpen like this. And the Holy Spirit will give you an anointing oil that will be like a wonderful fluid that keeps healthy joints flowing with a lubrication that no man has yet been able to duplicate. God says in Holy Spirit power, I can bring you to the table of reason in the most heated debates. There can suddenly be a precious honing mechanism that everybody in the room says, we all just got sharper for the glory of God and the benefit of all the people he told us to love and that we've been called, elected, or voted in to serve. That's the kind of miracles we're praying for. Exhort with great patience and instruction. One of the things God's done in my life, not only break my heart and give me a weeping heart, because when Jeremiah said, is it nothing to you who walk by and see all the little ones captive of the adversary? Is it nothing to you seeing all the precious little ones ripped out of their mother's womb? Even now all the way to birth? Is it nothing? Yes, it's something to me. I weep. I weep with those who weep. But I'm going to rejoice with those who rejoice because everyone who gets right with God and enters into his joy lives rejoicing, praising God, sharing him. For the time will come when they won't endure sound doctrine. They controlled by the spirit of the world but wanting to have their ears tickled, they'll accumulate for themselves teachers, preachers, pastors, priests, according to their own appetites and desires. Justify anything we want to do and say God made us this way. We can't even seem to say, anymore, well, I got a problem. You see, sin's a problem. And once we say we don't have a sin problem, then we have a problem. We just blame God and blame everybody else. No, that day's got to stop. Light will show people the way out of that bondage. It'll throw the prison doors open. Wow. They turn away their ears from truth and turn toward myths. What we're seeing today is the foolishness of this nonsense. We're seeing the ugly fruit of the deceiver. Father, deliver us from that fruit. Now look right into my eyes. Listen to me. Nearly 35 years ago, God spoke very directly to me. He said the nature of the enemy is going to be revealed more clearly what he's really like and the fruit of what he, what he imposes. The fruit of his deception is going to be revealed more clearly than any time in your life and perhaps more than any time in history, and it's going to be ugly. 
But here's the beauty. Don't miss this. You're going to see the nature of Jesus revealed more clearly than any time in your life and perhaps in all of history. People are going to see Jesus high and lifted up in his church. It begins with each one of us. Father, let it happen beginning in me, in Jesus' name. You want someone to pray with you? Broken heart? Maybe you're excited. Maybe you want to call and say, I just sold out to God today to be dressed up in Jesus as long as I'm alive, filled overflowing with the Spirit. Just agree with you. And then you're going to say, I want to set some captives free. I want to set some people free. And I'm going to show you how you can be the miracle many thought was impossible. But you are going to open those prison doors and set them free. And we're going to do it together. Watch closely. The flashy, glitzy nightlights and young, attractive girls may appear to be a pleasure-filled setting. But the reality is, it's a place filled with danger, fear, and depraved people who deal in human flesh. One of the girls told me that they, they just keep them kind of drugged up so they can't argue. And I said, what do, you, what do they do if you argue? And that's when they get beaten. I'm sure for some of you, it's hard to wrap your mind around this. But let me tell you, if there's any place where the body of Christ should be showing up, and caring for people that's on these streets of this red light district, where these girls are being sold every night, time after time after time. You and I, as God's sons and daughters, we've got to be the ones telling these girls, you have a future and you have a purpose and you have a hope and there is a God who loves you. And there are people on this planet who know this God and want to share this love with you. There's no question in my mind that you have the mind of Christ and I believe the heart of Christ when it comes to setting people free. And uh, these, these precious girls, uh, you know, we're not only setting them free from that sexual bondage, but we're winning them to Christ. And then in so many of the areas, because of your faithful support, we're able to train them in how they can make an honest living. Would you right now, please, just move by God's Spirit and His love, would you go get your bank card or you get a check, plan to make the check to life? Because I'm telling you, you're giving, you're giving these girls and these young people a chance to live. Or would you go online and I'm asking you to make the best gift you can. It's going to be doubled. I'm asking God today to give us one of the most miraculous outpours of support 
to rescue these precious girls, set them free, win them to Christ, train them for the future. Please make the gift God puts on your heart. And this, for some of you, will be the first time you've ever helped us. You know what I'm praying? I'm praying everybody you know that loves God will help us share His love and His life all over the world and really see the church stand up and look like our Father because Jesus is in us. This is your opportunity to express that. 128 rescues one, but now it'll be two. 1,280, not just 10, but 20 rescued. And you may even be able to do better than that. I pray you will. We have some beautiful gifts to give you concerning the promises of God, a beautiful throw, the name of Jesus, I'm telling you. And I love the bronze in the arms of the shepherd. You're putting the shepherd's arms around these precious girls and these victims that you're setting free. Thank you for doing it. Please go online, call the number, make that gift or put it in the mail today. If you mail it, Call us and tell us what you're mailing. We really do need to know. And remember, it'll be doubled. Behind the bright lights, there is a darkness where a world of innocence is lost and abuse runs rampant, scarring the souls of children with no one and nowhere to turn for help. With bodies broken and hopes crushed, these young victims are trapped in a never-ending nightmare. Today, you can shine the light of God's love in this dark world to reach, rescue, and restore these young ones to the life God designed for them to live. With a generous $320,000 matching gift, now your gift of $128 to help rescue a child can be double to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 mission rescue gift will be doubled to $64. And with your donation of any amount, we'll send you the Promises of Christ gift book filled with beautiful photographs, scriptures, stories, and commentary from James Robison. With your gift of $128 or more, you'll receive the Names of Jesus Throw. This beautifully woven blanket features the names of Jesus in many languages. It'll make a lovely addition to your home and serve as a beautiful reminder and spiritual comfort to the Lordship of our Savior. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children, and you may request our beautiful new bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, I want to thank you. Thank you for showing people the promises of Christ, which we're sending to all of you who just make a gift to help set captives free. I hope you'll encourage your friends and I hope everybody watching say, you know what? We're going to take the messages we're hearing to the ends of this earth until every believer hears, until we become the healthy body of Christ, adorned in His glory, so we can reveal His nature as it really is. Thank you so much for your help.
anxiety, depression. That is a wow. sign of a food sensitivity. Learning how the Eat, Live, Thrive diet works next week. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.